episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by SEM Rush. It is our go-to SEO tool for doing audits, for tracking position and ranking, for really getting ideas on how to get more organic traffic for our clients, competitive intelligence, backlinks, and things like that. All the important SEO tools that you need for paid traffic, social media, PR, and of course, SEO. Check it out at semrush.com forward slash partner forward slash duct tape marketing. And we'll have that in the show notes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Jim Kukrol. He is an expert in online marketing and branding, also an author of a book we're going to talk about today. He's written a few others as well, but we're going to focus on your journey to becoming unskippable. So Jim, thanks for joining me. It's great to be here on your awesome podcast. So let's define the word unskippable. What are you trying to say there? Well, when I came up with the concept of unskippable, it was really about you know what it meant to me. And it's today's busy business world and society in general. It's a mindset. You know, what are you unskippable to yourself, your family, your friends, your customers, right? And I really kind of make the argument in the book that you know, the world has become skippable, you know, DVRs allow us to fast forward through the commercials and, you know, we're staring at our phones three, you know, an average of three hours a day. Kids, you know, are staring at their phones an average of like nine and a half hours a day. And it's getting harder and harder to break through and get yourself noticed. So when you become unskippable, you know, you do things like purposely attract lifetime customers. You, you just a different level of thinking of how to make yourself stand out in today's really complicated and busy world. So I, I'm, I'm assuming most people think and, and, you know, you've already mentioned the context of business, but really you spend a lot of time in this talking about how people are skippable and it's not, you're not just talking about a brand or a product, but that there's an element to life in general uh, that, that needs to be applied to this unskippable. So how do we do that? Yeah, so that's why it's called uh, Journey to Becoming Unskippable in Your Business Life and Career. And when I started writing this book, I had just come off a really tumultuous point in my life. I made a huge mistake and I decided to get into local politics. And um, that, uh, I tell the story in the book, but boy, it almost destroyed my marriage. It almost destroyed my businesses and almost destroyed my finances. And, and, that really caused me to change the way I looked at my life, on my businesses, on my fr uh, relationships with friends and family. And of course, it also helped me learn, you know, how people think and how people, you know, buy. I mean, there's something about marketing yourself to people, to their face, as opposed to, you know, just being a faceless brand on the internet. And when I went to thousands of doors in my neighborhood and talked to people about myself and my values and my beliefs and actually communicated with people face to face, I really learned what it took to become unskippable to those people. And I don't want to ruin the story in the book, but I won my first election. And, the, you know, and then what happened after that became extremely difficult. And that's when it almost ruined everything for me. So that's really what it's all about. Yeah, I actually spent the first couple years of my business uh, doing a lot of political work, marketing for political campaigns. 
And it didn't take me very long to realize that I, I didn't want to be in that world. So I can't imagine being on the other side being an elected official as well. But the good news is you um, you did not fail. You learned, right? I did learn. And it was a big learning lesson for me. And it really changed my perspective on business and life. And that's really what this book is. It's kind of a cross-genre inspirational business book. There's a ton of business case studies and marketing studies and things like that in it, but it's all flown around the concept of like what it is to be unskippable uh, in, in those instances in marketing and business, but also in your life and your career. So I can I can imagine some people, and we're going to get into this, so I'm going to give you the chance to defend this uh, position. I can imagine some people thinking, okay, I've become unskippable by figuring out how to get more attention, maybe by being louder. Um, and I'm not sure that that's actually what you're um, suggesting, is it? No, actually, the first book I wrote nine years ago, Attention, was about that concept. But that was nine years ago. The world's changed a little bit since then, right? Um, so, you know, attention, the argument that people make that it's harder and harder to get attention, in one way that's true, but that's really not what this book is about. It's It's about trying to get through all the distractions, right? So I talk about stories about how you know, college kids, did you realize that college students, they don't uh, watch Netflix or television shows or anything with, they, they do it with the closed captioning on. And after you ask why, it's because they say, well, I can retain more information because they're doing multiple things, right? My kids, they don't watch um, TV. They watch YouTube videos. And when they're watching a TV show, they're also watching a YouTube video. And at the same time, they're chatting with friends on Instagram and on Snapchat and, and, you know, and they got one earbud in and it's frustrating as heck when I'm trying to watch a show with them. But in today's world, we're so distracted more than ever. And it's, it's not about attention. We don't have an attention problem. We just have a problem of getting people to pay attention long enough so that when they do like our content and they do like what we put out there, then they will pay attention and, and, and consume it voraciously. And, th and that's true. It's like binge watching. So once you find a show that's validated, social proof, and everyone says you should watch this, and once you get into it and watch it, you'll sit down and watch 10 hours of it straight. So it's not an attention problem. It's a problem of trying to create content that people really want to pay attention to. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned that demographic of, of millennials. And um, Another kind of common thing that I'm seeing is is if somebody does commercials or a commercial entertainment <laughs> that is that is really good and really effective, I mean, they'll eat that up as well. I mean, they don't see it as advertising at that point because it's so engaging. Yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, creating content, I mean, the book's not a content marketing book. Um, content marketing still works. Traditional benefit-based marketing tactics still work. You got your free shipping and your coupons and all that stuff. That's never going to go away. The difference is in today's skippable world, you know, those things are expected. They expect you to have those things. Now people want something more from you. They want, of course, they want great content. And they can spot the ads, even the content marketing, like, hey, join my white paper, get, get my white paper and get with your email. And I'll, you know, they realize that's an ad. I like to say it's like, remember the movie Christmas Story when Ralphie gets a secret decoder ring and then uh, finds out that the message is drink more Ovaltine? Where, you know, even the younger generations today, we've reached a point where people are like, okay, I get it. It's an ad, but I really need more from you as a brand. And I need to understand why you're going to 
share same same beliefs with me because I I want to support you on that level. Now I don't want to just do, do business with somebody who is just has good free shipping offer. I guess is the best way to say it. So, so what are some of the key attributes of an unskippable business? And I don't mean the things they do. I mean, how would you know your business is unskippable? Well, obviously, if you're attracting lifetime customers, and I like to say purposely attracting lifetime customers. And one of the things I talk about in great depth in the book, in part two of the book, is the belief-driven buyers. And Edelman did a brand uh, study about this last year where they talked about belief-driven buyers. And there's 64% of consumers now consider themselves to be belief-driven buyers. And a belief-driven buyer is somebody who chooses to do business with or not do business with based upon a shared belief, okay? And consumers, regular people, now they used to trust politicians and governments. They don't anymore. They, they're turning to brands who now share their same beliefs. You know, I talk a story, of course, about Colin Kaepernick and Nike in there and how they um, used Kaepernick to, to share common belief with their belief-driven buyers. I tell a story in the book about uh, Yeti Coolers who, you know, they got into a kind of scuffle with uh, a, a national uh, organization and their belief-driven buyers turned on them and started blowing their coolers up with dynamite and shooting them with um, high-powered rifles. But, but here's what's interesting. The people who used to be their customers who stopped buying from them, the other people who never knew about Yeti started buying their product. So we talk about, you know, this polarizing world that we're living in and how people want to share these beliefs. And I give a ton of case studies and stories about how important it is. Cause I always say this, John, would you rather have 1% of the entire market or a hundred percent of half of it? Because there's a lot of people right now, you're a struggling business owner and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make payroll next month. I don't know how we're going to do this. We're going to get by over the next six months. Well, guess what? Sometimes, you know, you don't have to take political stands, but customers want to know what you care about. And they're choosing to do business with people who share those values with them. And that could be the difference between you making payroll and that could, or that could be the difference between you, you know, having the best year ever. Yeah, you know, I always tell people you don't have to take a stand, but you have to stand for something. Um, exactly. And I think that's the way to look at it. And it's funny, I, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because it's easy to do, but I think that's a lot of, you know, a lot of people scratch their head and don't understand how is Trump, how, how are people loyal to Trump? How do people vote for him? You know, there seems, you know, the people that are on the side that, you know, are not favor. I think of people um, fail to realize that he's not a politician. He's a brand uh, for those folks. And I think that's why he gets away with things that, you know, other politicians, you know, would never get away with. And I think that's, you know, I think that's the explanation for it is, is his fans or whatever you want to call them, see him as a brand and not as a politician. Well, that's why the entire part two of this book is called understanding today's consumer and polarized world. And there's a great quote in the beginning of that chapter. And it says, you will continue to suffer if you have an emotional reaction to everything that is said to you. True power is sitting back and observing things with logic. Now, the internet isn't sure who said that. They either say it was Bruce Lee or Warren Buffett. But it's a really a great quote, and it's kind of a good setup for uh, the whole middle part of this book, is, is exactly what you said. Understanding how people think is what you need to really get through your head. And in today's really tribalized world, once you have an understanding of how your customers think, 
then you can market to them in a better uh, scenario. So, so, and I'm, again, I'm putting myself in a position of, of a listener out there because I get these questions all the time when I talk too. But what if I'm in this really boring business, you know, a business nobody talks about or even wants to talk about because they don't want people to know that they're going to a psychiatrist or that, you know, they're, they're doing X, Y, Z. I mean, how does the boring business make themselves unskippable? I actually talk about that in the book. I did a great interview with our friend Andrew Davis, um, amazing speaker, amazing business person. And we talked about that and we talked about an accounting firm, right? And, you know, he's, he, he brings up the great point. He's like, the joyful experience um, that they don't give me when I turn in my taxes is something that will not make me recommend my uh, a firm to somebody else. So if somebody goes on social media, which happens a million times a day, hey, who do you use for your uh, accounting or your tax services? Well, there's two answers you can give. The first one is, oh, I use XYZ tax and they're fine. Or you can give the other answer was which is oh i use xyd xyz tax they are the best tax company in the world they come and they pick up my tax information from me at my house and then when it's done they call me and invite me to this breakfast at the place over on 130th street with those great pancakes and they give me free breakfast and they hand my tax stuff over like those joyful experiences that you create with a customer even with like a boring business i mean accounting that a lot of people is boring. It's boring to me. I don't like doing my taxes and accounting. If even if you're a plumber or accountant or whatever, it's about creating joyful experiences for your customers. And those are going to be the things that they're going to talk about. Talk about Jay Bear's talk triggers book in there. When you when when people have a joyful experience with you, that's when they talk about you. Like Jay Bear says with the Cheesecake Factory. You know, there's so many great examples in the book about those types of things. I think some of the over the last some of the huge the biggest like blow up crazy businesses over the last you know decade or so are people that have changed what or disrupted what you call a poor experience. I mean, getting a taxi and getting in a taxi and going from point A to point B was a terrible experience. People did it because they had to get to point A, point B. You know, Uber completely disrupts that poor experience and. Whether you like Uber or not today, I mean, that company went from nothing to really, really giant by disrupting a poor experience. So how do we how do we look at our market that way? Yeah, you're right about the disruption. You know, I mean, I tell uh, a lot of stories in the book about disruption from the angle of, you know, thinking differently about your business and how you can disrupt something with joyful experiences. And and, and one basic conclusion I come to is like, you know, you know why retail's dying a lot of it? It's because People don't want to go to the store anymore. They don't want to get in their car and they don't want to be bothered. You know why car dealerships are not going to really be uh, effective in the future? Because nobody wants to go to the car dealership and deal with the car salesperson with the clip-on tie trying to get a deal from their manager and three hours there and signing paperwork. That's why companies like Carvana.com are exploding because you go online, find the car you want, get the financing, then – you have it delivered to the vending machine thing near your home. You drive over, you put your token in, and out pops your car and you drive home. You don't have to deal with the salesperson. You don't have to deal with all those un- not joyable experiences, right? Same thing with uh, anything. Warby Parker, getting your uh, glasses sent to your home. You try them on, figure out the one you like, and you send the rest of the ones back. The other one that I really love is uh, Casper, who does mattresses. So you don't have to go to a store 
to deal with a pushy uh, mattress salesperson anymore. You can go to their dreameries and there's no salespeople in there trying to sell you anything. They just want you to come and test out the mattress. Then you go back to the website, figure out the mattress you want, order it. They'll ship it to your house, bring it, put it into your room. You sleep on it for a hundred days. And if you don't like it, all you have to do is literally call them. They'll come and pick it up and take it back and give you your money back. It's not like you have to take it to the post office and put a bunch of stamps on it, right? I always thought that was a pretty funny mental image. So they're disrupting this entire model, which is people don't want to be bothered with leaving their houses anymore. They don't want to be bothered with all of these things that take time and, and create so much pain for them. Well, and, and unfortunately, or fortunately, if you're the consumer, I mean, the more companies that do that and disrupt those industries, the more it just becomes an expectation that they are actually creating buyer behavior that, hey, if you're not, you know, that, that becomes like the minimum bar now. If you're not doing that, then, you know, why would I even consider it? Because I've once I've had that experience, I, I start wanting it everywhere, don't I? Well, that is what Jeff Bezos has trained us to do. We now expect that we can go online, click a button, and have something delivered to our home. Um, and there's a company called Enjoy Technologies. And basically what they do is if you order an iPhone, you can go to the Apple Store, you could go to your AT&T Center, you could go to Best Buy. But what Enjoy will do is if you order the product, the iPhone online, they'll actually bring it to your house, have a trained expert bring it into your home, sit down with you, transfer all your files, set it up for you, and show you how to use it. And it's all free. So, like, why would you want to the other way. Yeah. And so now we start demanding it. So, I mean, if you're one of those companies out there that are still doing things the way that they've always been done in our industry, I mean, I speak at a lot of conferences for sometimes, you know, outdated um, business models um, that, you know, are still hanging on there, but they want to learn, you know, how to use the internet and things that, you know, people have been doing. And it's like, hey, you may not think that this is where it's going, but, you know, these other companies are mean, you have to, you have to take notice and you have to do it. So at the end of the book, you make an offer for people to write a book with you. What's that all about? Yeah. You know, I'm, I really love the concept of how to become unskippable in pretty much any vertical or industry. So I'm looking for people who want to write, you know, books with me in different industries and verticals. So if you're like the best plumber in the world or, you know, goat herder in the world or accountant and you're interested in uh, writing some type of unskippable book with me, I just say you reach out to me because I'd love to talk to you about it because I really think that the unskippable mindset applies across pretty much any vertical. Um, once you understand what it is you're trying to accomplish and how you want to stand out and be different, it's just a matter of applying that to your industry. So that's my plan is to write a bunch of different books in different verticals that are going to help people. And, and, and the unskippable franchise is born. Jim, where can more people find out about unskippable and you in general and maybe if they want to write that book with you? Um, you can just go to beunskippable.com. That's beunskippable.com, and you get to my website, and you can see everything there. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed writing this, John. This was the uh, – it's the best thing I've ever written and the most personal thing I've ever written. 
and I'm really proud of it. And I, I know that people are really going to enjoy it. So thank you for uh, taking some time for allowing me to tell people about it because I really respect your business, your career and everything you've done. And it, it means a lot to me. Well, thank you, Jim. And, and, and your passion for this comes across. And uh, this is more than a book. This uh, sounds like a movement. So we'll have beunskippable.com in the show notes. Appreciate you tuning in. And Jim, hopefully uh, we'll run into you soon out there on the road. It's been my pleasure, John. Thank you again. 